Good morning, everyone, and Happy New Year. Thank you for joining the Hospital ISM Report on Business Teleconference. I am Rosemary Goupil, and we will begin shortly. I'm joined this morning by Christina Cahill. Christina, are you able to hear me okay? Hi, Rosemary. Yes, you sound great. Wonderful. Thank you. All right. Um, and Nancy, have you joined us this morning? Yes, I have. Wonderful. It's good to hear your voice in 2024. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Well, yes. Well, we have a few announcements before we uh, get started this morning. Today's overview is presented by Nancy Lamaster, Chair of the Hospital ISM Business Survey Committee. As a reminder, our call today is being recorded. This is a live teleconference, and so we just ask that everyone please mute your line until the end of the call, and this will prevent the background noise showing up in our recording this morning. The next hospital PMI release of the January report will be released on Wednesday, February 7th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And I would like to thank everyone for joining the Institute for Supply Management today for the release of the hospital ISM report on business. And I'd like to ask now if there are any reporters on the line that know they're going to have a question for Nancy today. Hi, Rosemary. This is Dan Seiger. Wonderful. Okay, gotcha. And then anyone else? Good morning, Rosemary. This is Paul Leo. I have a question. Perfect. Thank you, Paul. Okay, well, if there's any other um, reporters that will have a question, we will open up the line at the end of the call to, um, when she completes her overview, to ask any other questions that anyone has. So it does look like we'll, uh, we have everyone. We're going to go ahead and get started. So I'm going to turn the call over now to Nancy Lamaster, Chair of the ISM Hospital Business Survey Committee. Nancy, please go ahead with your overview for this month. Um, so we're going to take a look back. We're going to look at December, and um, gosh, if there were a more typical December to be found, December of 23 would kind of fit that bill. Um, we saw very strong volumes. Um, the hospital PMI came in at 62.5, up 2.7. Business activity, 73, up 2%. Um, and if you remember, November was a strong, strong month, so 73 for that. New orders at 64.5, a 2.5% uh, increase. Um, and backlogs of orders jumped 11%, 59.5. So kind of what's behind um, behind that? We had talked about um, in November we speculated um, would the growth maintain, what would happen with the respiratory diseases um, as we went into December. And we saw kind of everything we thought we might. Um, we saw very strong elective procedures, um, consistent with what is now the norm, where we see very high volumes in the fourth quarter of the year, unlike years ago when I was first in the business, when the first quarter of the year was our strongest volume. Um, so we saw those electives as people met their deductibles, uh, year-end procedures, or maybe people that were going to have time off over the holidays for recuperating. So we saw very strong um, elective volumes. We also saw increases in uh, the respiratory viruses, the flu, COVID-19, and RSV. Um, in fact, RSV among children it was very high. Um, the children's hospitals reported being extremely busy. Um, I heard um, you know, at least a couple of people indicating it's higher than it's been in the last several years. Um, so that is a concern. There is a, vi a vaccine for RSV 
now out, but I think the uptake on that has maybe been a little bit slow. And um, so we have seen uh, quite a bit of uh, respiratory in children. We're starting to see more in the adult population. It is not something or of the magnitude that is causing strain on the hospital's capacity at this point. Um, employment at 55 is a good reason for that. Um, it is the same as it was in November. So um, hospitals are being able to, to hire, not as much as they would like, I think, in some, especially some of the clinical positions, um, but it remains strong. So you were seeing that hospitals had staff um, in December to be able to manage the volumes that they were that they were seeing, and you saw that in the in the comments um, from the panelists that were in the report, um, talking about kind of focused recruitment efforts and things like that that had continued um, were were continuing to yield results. So very strong volume month, um, labor there to support it. Pretty typical of a December. So the trend, the November December trend we saw in 2023 was was good and um, consistent. Unlike earlier in the year, where you know 2023 as a whole was very uh, unpredictable, a lot of ups and downs. Um, you know we saw the uh, PMI go into contracting range, which had never happened since the um, the whole pandemic hit back in 2020. So again, what will it will look like in 2024. Uh, as anyone's guess at this point, we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end after I talk about the supply chain component. So what's going on in the supply chain? Uh, supplier deliveries at 57.5, up 6.5% slowing. Inventory levels at 51.5, still growing, but not as fast. It was slower. Inventory sentiment at 53, still too high, but again, slower. Um, if you if you really turn into the comments and other things, I was actually just on a call yesterday discussing this. Um, you know, what are some of the pain points going on? What's going on with this? Um, we're seeing uh, shortages of particularly needles and syringes and sterile uh, water. You know, you wouldn't think that something as simple as saline could shut down a hospital, but believe me, it can very quickly. It's needed for everything. Um, and this has been actually an ongoing shortage situation on and off in terms of severity uh, since I was still working uh, back at BJC in 2016-2017. Um, there has been a, a plant that has gone online. Fresenius has opened a plant in North Carolina to increase production and produce um, here uh, locally. And so that, that is a positive, but that is one of those persistent things, a little bit like drug shortages. The um, FDA did issue a warning letter, a safety warning letter, about syringes being imported from China. They're being uh, investigated at the moment, but we're seeing an unusual number of safety issues related to breakage and particulate matter and other things in those syringes. So, so that's an area where we're seeing um, shortages that um, are having an impact. But the other concern area that's out there um, has to do with transportation. And Tim may have mentioned this in the manufacturing call, which unfortunately I had to miss. But that is obviously the issue in the Panama Canal with the low water, um, reducing the number of ships that are, can go through the Panama Canal, 
um, and then the war in the Middle East impacting transport for the Red Sea. The third area that actually has more impact on healthcare supplies is the Mexican border. Um, and we did go through a period of time where some of the, um, the ports of entry were closed because of the migrant situation. Um, as of yesterday, four of those had opened, um, and so we're not seeing as much pressure there. That has been an ongoing issue with an organization that represents manufacturers called Advamed, um, working with the government to try and make sure that we prioritize shipments of medical supplies uh, coming in so that we don't see uh, shortages and supply chain snarls. No one is in any way suggesting this is going to be like COVID um, was. It's just more an area of caution and concern. Um, a lot of discussion, again, even though inventory sentiment is too high, uh, will we see some growing, the inventory growth pick up over the next couple of months out of concern about disruption? So don't know the answer to that. But overall, there is concern with the transportation of supplies and in a few instances, um, targeted uh, shortages. Pricing, 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 pricing. Wish we could see those pricing numbers that the manufacturers are seeing. As I keep saying every month, gosh, we're hoping those flow through, but they're not really getting there, although things didn't get uh, terribly worse in December. Prices overall at 58, so um, increasing slower, at um, down from 60. Pharmaceuticals only up one at 56 versus 55, and prices of the supplies only up half a percent at 57.5. So everything's increasing, um, but um, a little bit, uh, but not seeing, you know, big jumps like we've seen in the past. So we'll, we'll hope that um, that continues as we go forward. I mean, you know, some of the consistent themes we've talked about all year in 2023, and I I'm sure we are going to talk about in 2024 are the margin pressures on hospitals due to the high supply costs and the high labor costs and nothing is um, changing in that arena. In terms of um, kind of the some of the hospital specific metrics we follow, case mix index at 52.5 growing but slower than the 54 in November. I wouldn't be surprised to see that go up a little bit in January just because it's a lagging indicator and there was a high volume of elective orthopedic work in December and the coding for a lot of that won't show up until the following month so that would push that up uh, at a minimum I would expect it to see stable uh, the days payable outstanding stayed the same at 52.5 you know if you look at the comments they're kind of a mix of those that are trying hard to get things cleaned up at year-end because a lot of hospitals have a fiscal Year, their fiscal year is a calendar year, um, coupled by those mentioning uh, staffing shortages and, and things that were causing them to be slower in their processing. Technology spend uh, remained in the growth mode, although not quite as fast, at 53%. Um, that one surprised me just a little in that because of that calendar year, fiscal year, um, I thought it might be up a little bit with year-end spending of capital dollars, but um, again, nothing that causes concern in that area. Dialogue with um, colleagues suggests that, you know, everybody keeps thinking this may show slow, but it isn't. Um, I think what's 
shifting is where the dollars are being spent, being spent on replacement equipment that generates revenue um, and more um, IT-related spending versus bricks-and-mortar building spending. So, you know, kind of to recap, a very typical December, really strong volume. Uh, hospitals were able to hold um, their hiring, their employment in a growth mode, which helped take care of that. Uh, supply chain was, was okay. Um, just worries about what's to come um, may have an impact on inventory levels going forward, but pretty stable months um, and a stable end to what was kind of a turbulent year. So I'm going to pause there, take a couple of breaths, and turn to Dan for his question. Hi, Nancy. Good morning. Um, I had a question about the backlog number. That one kind of stood out to me, um, especially from the standpoint of um, we've discussed it measures things a little bit differently than the backlog indexes in the other two um, reports. I was just kind of concerned when there's that big of a change month over month, as we saw in December, um, especially with the respiratory cases that um, were prevalent. Is that big a, a, a big concern um, when you have that big of a, a, a backlog? I know when you're talking about products, that's not always a bad thing. When you're talking about patients, um, that can be something different. And, you know, and the second part of that question is, um, have, do we have enough body of work over the five or so years that, you know, uh, we've had the hospital PMI data where we can identify a quote unquote um, ideal backlog index number? Hmm. Well, I'll take the second part first, which is that's a really good question. And I don't know the answer, but I will look into that and we could talk about it next month because I, that's intriguing and it's not in a type of analysis that I've done. The backlog of orders number for the healthcare, in, in my opinion, is a little bit challenging. If we don't get a lot of comments on it, and when we do, periodically what we'll see is a spike of panelists responding just like you said, Dan. They're talking about backlog of supplies. What the, what the metric is supposed to mean is backlog of patients getting appointments. And periodically we have to go back and remind the panelists of that, that fact. So it's, it's not a number, it's I, I watch it and I look for comments. And you know, what you generally see in the comments has to do with um, physicians on vacation, um, staffing related things, um, that would call it, which would make sense, right? The capacity. Now our staffing is pretty good, and we didn't get a lot of comments on backlog of orders this month. So I guess when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, it's bouncing around, but I don't know if I'm seeing a trend. So um, what I will do is really analyze that for you for next month because I'll tell you, I was kind of so excited about the volume, I didn't dig into that as well as I should have to be better prepared for this. So let me make that promise to you. We'll do a deep dive on backlog, backlog of orders in the January call. Yeah, okay, thanks. I mean, we can, we can safely deduce that whatever backlog there was in December, that was due to, you know, the increase in the respiratory cases and what, it wasn't an employment issue concern. We can, we can say that. Or, or yeah, I think it was a, 
it was a capacity issue. It was a capacity issue, probably coupled with a small number of panelists who kind of got confused and were reacting to the backlog that they're seeing and the needles and syringes and saline, which is very front of mind right now and very frustrating for them. So that's what I'd say it's a combination of. Okay, great, thanks. Paul. Thank you, Nancy. Um, so we've had kind of an exciting year for 2023. Um, what do you see as uh, some concerns or maybe some uh, good news items in the future for 2024? Well, I was on a call yesterday with a panel of supply chain folks, not specifically talking about this, but but related to um, more this whole issue of the uh, the shortages and the uh, some of the resource constraints. Um, but the question was asked: Did they see 2024? Did, was their glass half full or half empty going into 2024? And People were a little hesitant, you know, you don't want to go online in a public forum saying your hospital's struggling. But between the body language and kind of the half empty, um, there are, I guess, a lot of concerns. Um, there's concerns on the reimbursement side because of, of focus on the deficit and it being a campaign year um, around additional payment cuts to uh, hospitals and healthcare providers. Um, and a little bit of a quandary as to how much and where the leverage is to bring down the labor cost and the supply cost. So um, I, I think right now, um, and then you've got the war, the wars, the Ukraine and the Middle East. So um, just a, a lot of angst, I guess would be a good word, going into 2024. Um, and some level of frustration that there's not a clear path for controlling some of those variables. Um, and so I, I would love to be like more happy about 2024, but right now um, people are really struggling. They're just really struggling with, um, it, it's a, something we've never faced before and kind of what's the right answer? Do they, do they try and scale back? At, we talked earlier, Dan had brought up a couple of months ago, you know, is the demand for healthcare fundamentally changing since the COVID? Um, more focus on outpatient, but just are, are people not maybe as quick to seek treatment for some uh, issues as they were in the past related to elective procedures? I mean, obviously related to respiratory, that's, you know, that's not an option. Um, so I think we're going to, you know, take it slow and continue to look, you know, beyond in addition to our panelists, to others in the industry to kind of see what those trends are going to be. But uh, a lot of anxiety as we go into 2024 is my honest um, opinion based on what I'm hearing. Thank you. On that cheery note, um, any other questions? From anybody on the line? Okay, Rosemary. Rosemary. <laughs> oh, right. Thank you so much, Nancy. That was a really great overview and a, a great beginning of 
of our calls for the new year. Thank you everyone for joining us today and we'll look forward to talking to everyone uh, again next month.